Tom Baxter and Miracle. Good afternoon. It's 13 minutes past 12. It's very early where JC Viennes is. He's still in Venice. And today we're just doing audio again because he's flooded again, or will be, right? That's right. In fact, it's uh, very funny. Yesterday they came to install the... Flooded in uh, Venice, yeah. the Yes, in fact, they, 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 um, so the, the people who take care of my apartment, they came to install this, uh, uh, this sort of uh, um, board in front of our door so that there is no flooding inside the house. But apparently that at 10.25 today, uh, the high water will come to Venice and it might flood the island where I am now in Burano. And, uh, but there is this incredible system called the Mose. The Mose, I think I explained last time. When yeah, I, he was talking about the thing called Aqua Alta, which is like, uh, yes. well, you tell us, it's happening anyway, I think. <laughs> yes, Aqua Alta is extra high, high tide. Mm. Basically, uh, the tide is supposed to be, normally the, the, a normal tide here is about 70, 80 centimeter high. This is the normal high tide. But today the uh, Aqua Alta will be at 135 centimeter high. And because of this, it will most likely flood uh, a very uh, wide part of Venice. But uh, they have installed, uh, for many years, they have built, uh, they have constructed this uh, system. It's called the Mose. And Mose is a giant door that uh, raises above the water at the entrance of the lagoon and stop the Aqua Alta from coming into the lagoon and flooding everything. Right, well, he's still in Birano in Venice. And as you know, we tend to do Facebook Live and we look at the sunset and everything. But I don't blame you. It's quarter past six in the morning where JC is right now. So you've got about four hours to get your act together, haven't you? Yes, indeed. It's uh, it's very dark right now here. And I feel that uh, perhaps the radio is... Uh, <laughs> Is, is better because we can be in the dark together. Because we are heading towards autumn and winter and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, listen, thanks thanks a million for getting up really early. Um, tell us what you've been up to. I know, I know you've been talking and presenting and stuff. In, in fact, um, I was invited to, uh, to join the Milano Wine Week uh, this past weekend. It was very interesting. Uh, first of all, leaving our island of Burano was a, a nice uh, little uh, trip for mm. my wife and I. And so we went strange. to Milan. <laughs> uh, actually, it's very, actually, it's very strange uh, living in Burano. I suppose living in Burano is like living in Discover Bay in some way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful life. And if you don't get out uh, from, from the place you, you live, suddenly it feels um, like a paradise, like, yeah. a little, uh, like a little bubble, actually, uh, a little bubble of paradise. And, and, and when we went to Milan, it was a, a little bit of a shock, actually, okay. to actually see cars in the street and noise, uh, noise in the street. <laughs> and <laughs> Anybody who lives in the I don't know about DV, but it's more like Lantau or Lama or Changchao or something. Oh, oh, yeah, maybe. Feel the same. maybe. <laughs> Chengchao, yeah, Chengchao would be a good idea, a good, uh, but even so, Chengchao is much, much more crowded than Burano. Burano, okay. only 250 people live here on the island with me. <laughs> and so, and you've got a vineyard. Very, wow. Hey, we've got a vineyard on Burano. But uh, in Milano, in, in, in Milano last weekend, it was very great. I went to join an event called the Milano Wine Week. 
and it was a nine day of uh, wine events, conferences. Uh, part of it were live on Zoom, but others were live physically, meaning that people would 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 come sure. to an actual event. And one Saturday night, we were I was uh, presenting. I was presenting the wine of Venissa because you know I'm I'm working here for Venissa. Uh, in uh, in the island and mm-hmm. so so I went to present the wine it was great fantastic um, in Italian because I did it in Italian indeed <laughs> for for only eight minutes but uh, still for me it was it was a big deal because it was the first time that I spoke for so long in Italian and also the first time that I actually gave a presentation in front of so many people and it was um, uh, quite uh, an achievement. How did you get on? So I feel very good. Uh, you know, um, now when I speak Italian, my French accent is so, so strong that uh, yeah. I was very shy. I was very shy of this until now. And and Saturday I decided not to uh, to pay attention to this and somehow the words uh, flowed uh, pretty pretty good and I was able to communicate what I wanted so it was a good experience especially that uh, it was uh, given in front of the Milano Wine Club uh, so basically there was about uh, 30 people all members of that club yeah and uh, obviously you know being in Italy you can imagine the knowledge uh, of most people for wine is very high and in in this high club uh, wine club as well so the people were very enthusiastic and the lineup of wines uh, were amazing i think the thing to remember is they wanted to hear you but when you're standing in front of them you forget <laughs> that don't you well it's pretty scary uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty scary because you, you know i always say First, when you speak in front of a group, it's scary because it's all about the ego, no? And to actually do it in a language that I don't actually speak, Fair <laughs> with basically without notes also. I did not uh, have any notes in front of me. So I, was there lots of drinking, basically, um, to fill the gaps? <laughs> in fact, I, I mentioned to the people at the beginning of my presentation, I'm very lucky to have tasted eight different wines before my presentation so that I could speak more freely. <laughs> and it was very funny. Yeah, yeah, it, sounds so, like, it sounds like it went really well. <coughs> well. Well done. Yeah, sure. But I was very impressed with this organization of the Milano Wine Week. It's not the first year they do it, mm. but uh, this year was bigger than ever with more supporters, more activities, and they also expanded internationally to have uh, uh, activities in in the USA, in other parts of Europe, and also in other parts of Asia, where uh, they were hosting different people uh, via Zoom, of course, and uh, having discussion about wine, the business of wine, but also uh, organized some tastings, virtual tastings. Um, How do you do do that? in the world, yeah, this is very interesting. In, in fact, I have a client now pushing me to organize such Zoom tastings. Basically, I would say, uh, normally, the way I am asked to do it now, for example, with with a group of sommeliers in Shanghai, uh, we would need to find a way to get them a bottle of wine exactly. in their place of living. And then they log in the computer using Zoom and they have in front of them one bottle of the wine that I want to speak about 
and obviously they have a glass and obviously that I would speak about this wine and then they taste the wine at the same time. So the theory is that let's say 10, 20 different sommeliers, they each have a bottle and they each uh, can taste the same wine as at I'm the doing. Same time. How do they get them though? Do they have to go to a place and collect them? Bearing in so mind, there you, you go. You can't. This really. is this is a big challenge for for China. Obviously, we need to export the wine into China, and it's not easy for the documentation. Sure. And so we're trying now to to understand how we could get the bottles to to each person. But it's also pretty costly. Think of it: uh, shipping a bottle of wine sure, is not cheap. Yeah. And after that, each one to have a bottle of wine. Normally, when we do a tasting, uh, with one bottle of wine, I can pour enough quantity that we need to about 14 different people. So now imagine if I do a Zoom tasting, I need 14 different bottles to reach 14 different people. Whereas normally I need only one bottle. Yeah. So, so this is a, a little bit challenging. So, but anyway, the Milano Wine Week, they did this, basically, they, they were able to get uh, some wine in front of, uh, of an audience, and mm -hmm. then uh, the people from, uh, from around the world, they were able to talk about the wines, and the audience had the, the wine in front of them, so that was uh, an interesting... Are you going to do any more with your friends in Hong Kong? I mean, it's online. <laughs> yes. Uh, for me at this moment, frankly speaking, the only thing that I'm worried about is that there are too many Zoom tastings at this moment. So now it's, it's, it's the next big thing. So every single winery wants to do a Zoom tasting with every single sommelier. And I think, <laughs> I think now, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think now many sommeliers are a bit Zoomed out. It, it takes it takes a little bit of time, right? So, so imagine if if uh, if I have to spend half an hour to an hour with every single winery, uh, eventually it it takes a lot a lot of time. So, uh, we need to think about this very carefully, and yeah. we need to to organize it. But it was a, anyway. It was a great experience at this Milano Wine Week because, first of all, it was very well organized, and uh, uh, I was very impressed also how they um, uh, organized inside the city itself. Mm. Uh, they were, for example, I really like an area in Milan. It's called Brera, the Brera district. Uh, it's the so-called fashion district. So many um, many fashion houses, many. Uh, designers have their studio in that area and it was transformed into the Franciacorta district. Oh, As you know, I, rep <laughs> yeah, I, I, repre I represent Franciacorta, so, so <laughs> there you go. But I was very happy to go there because they had appointed some restaurants and some bars in that district that became the official, uh, how should I say, embassy of different Franciacorta producers. And then we went to another uh, area, another favorite area of uh, my, my, my wife and I, it's called the Gui, uh, Via Garibaldi. And this is a wonderful street because a lot of cafes, a lot of restaurants on that street. And we could sit on a terrace. And in fact, we did that. We were in the sunshine, uh, enjoying a beautiful meal for lunch. And this was the Prosecco district. In fact, it was the Conegliano Valdobbiadene district, mm -hmm. uh, the Prosecco Superiore. Do you remember when we did our session on Prosecco? There's two types of Prosecco. 
So this was the Superiori, the Prosecco Superiori district, and, and we had a wonderful lunch. And it was great because uh, they had a special promotion and uh, a special food pairing and all kinds of activities inside those so-called embassy. Mm. And uh, they had another event that reminded me in Hong Kong a few years ago, I don't know if you remember, Phil, there was uh, an activity, the so-called wine walk. Yes. Wine I walk. Do. Do. So basically, uh, many different restaurants in an area, and in Hong Kong, I remember they did it in the, the Star Street district in Wan Chai. Very cool. uh, many different restaurants and little bar, they had promotion, and you could buy a, a pass and go from one bar one restaurant to another mm -hmm. and drink some wine. <laughs> so in Milan, in Milan, there is a street called Via Monte Napoleone. Via Monte Napoleone. Yeah. And perhaps some listener, they will recognize this street as very important street because all of the, the most important fashion houses have a shop on that street. So the Giorgio Armani, the Versace, uh, Fendi, uh, all of these uh, very important Italian brands have a sh very uh, big shop on that street, a showroom, a, a flagship store. Sure. And basically what they do uh, once a year, and this year they did it for the Milano Wine Week, they block the street at both ends of the street. Uh, it becomes pedestrian mm -hmm. and every shop is matched together with a different uh, winery. And it's possible to do between seven o'clock in the evening until 10 o'clock in the evening, private shopping while you're sipping a glass of wine. And so basically uh, uh, it was interesting and maybe 10, 15 different shops and producers were cooperating together. And so it was uh, also, I, did, I was not there because it was Wednesday or Thursday night and I arrived to Milan only Friday, but but uh, uh, from what I see on the pictures, it was also a beautiful, beautiful event. When they put on something like this, this tell, was, tell me, do they, yeah. what do they do in terms of food, but bits and pieces? Yes, always. Italians have the culture that they most likely drink wine with food, absolutely. So a piece of cheese or a piece of bread, uh, um, because it's very important, the culture of, of wine here in Italy is to drink it with some food. Why? Yeah. It, it makes you less crazy, <laughs> less drunk, <laughs> that's for sure. But also it's a question of uh, health. Um, a, because when you eat, your body is in balance and your body will not start to, um, to, to start working in overdrive. So your stomach and your kidneys and your liver will work normally when you have food and wine. And so this way you will feel better, not drunk, of course, but you will also feel better the next day. And so for them, it's it's very, very important. So all of these places, of course, they have uh, some little spread of food and it's still possible to munch on something, you know, with a finger food, you know, very Well, it sounds wonderful anyway, amazing. thinking about this street with all the different places and it sounds amazing. Yes. And this year, of course, they, they, they did something special because it was, uh, here in Italy, the, the COVID is still hitting pretty hard, actually. Mm. And so they had very strict uh, procedure uh, 
uh, in each shop they were taking the temperature of the participant and they were also uh, doing most of the activity outside actually on the street and so basically it was uh, social distancing and uh, it was very important also at my presentation when I gave my presentation every table they were um, separate so every participant had their own table uh, and every table they w was separated by about 1.5 meter mm -hmm. distance from each other not only uh, sideways but also in the in the back and in the front so it was a very big room with only 20 uh, 30 participants so you can you can imagine there was a lot of distance between each each participant each sommelier that were pouring the wine were wearing gloves and masks uh, for us a whole new a whole new breed of tasting isn't it and the, yes. the thing is we're getting used to it jc we've got to get to the news um thank you so much for your time what are you going to do now you're going to go off and start putting sandbags out or something uh, no, because there is this wall in front, but uh, very soon we're going to see the wall. Maybe, maybe we're going to see. Hopefully the mosey will be working and there will be no flood today. Well, it's not like you haven't got a few drops to drink there. And if you remember, when it gets light, send us a couple of pictures on the Facebook page. I'm going to leave it there, JC. Have a great day. See you soon, eh? Ciao. Bye-bye. Ciao. JC Viennes all the way from Barano in 